मोटमाद पॉडकास्ट हेलो एवरीबॉडी एंड वेलकम टू द ब्रांड न्यू पॉडकास्ट सीरीज आई वेंट बैक टू ब्रॉट टू यू बाय मोटरमाउथ मीडिया अ पॉडकास्ट वेयर वी रोमांस विद थिंग्स फ्रॉम आवर पास्ट एंड ट्राई टू वू देम बैक टू आवर प्रेजेंट आई एम कल्याण योर होस्ट एंड अ फेलो रोमांटिक सो हाउ डज दिस वर्क The idea is that during each episode I shall talk about something that I went back to after a long time. Like an old hobby I had quit or a game from the past I stopped playing, a film I hadn't watched or an author I hadn't read in a while, a story or a letter I had left unfinished or a friend I hadn't called in ages. So something that I went back to willfully because I missed it. or something that called out to me because i had forgotten or abandoned it and while i do this the point is not merely to create nostalgia value or inspire happy memories it is essentially to pass on something new something informative and unfamiliar that inspires you to know more on the subject or compels you to go back to something from your own past which had fallen between the cracks of your mind Now we come to what I went back to this week. I went back to something called what might have been. So, what exactly is what might have been? It's a hypothesizing game that I used to play long ago with myself and occasionally with close friends. A game where we gave ourselves an imaginary scenario and then we fantasized a situation asking ourselves what if this scenario were to be true? It wasn't anything frivolous but something more mature more intelligent and cerebral something that stimulated the mind that tested the width and depth of your knowledge your understanding of things and eventually something that taught you to be grateful for what there was and to lament what there wasn't Let me give you an example of such a scenario What if Karl Marx had never been born into this world Now that is one hell of a mind trip one will take right what would have been the nature of historical and political discourse in modern times where and how would russia and china be today what would have been the fate of many latin american nations today what course would social movements have taken in the last 100 years or so related to women's rights child rights workers rights right to healthcare and so on and so forth while on the one hand the game went to things like alternate timelines or alternate history It also explored far less serious but equally interesting things that were just fun. Back then, I spent many hours playing this game. But over the time, this game was forgotten and had actually become a man of action. So, all of a sudden, how did I get back to it? It goes like this. I listened to a lot of music, especially old Hindi stuff. and i always find it easier to do household chores when there is music in the background i have a playlist of kishore kumar songs which i have reserved for tough times like when the house help is absent and i've got to do the dishes this playlist plays alphabetically and can last for several days when heard in short installments the other day the letter j had just ended when i started with the dishes 
we were now entering K and I could sense the excitement in me already. Just like the M or the P, K also had many unforgettable songs of Kishore Kumar. Suddenly, the prospect of washing that large pile of dishes was already seeming like a happy one. It was this K list, actually, that triggered the return of the long-forgotten game. Now, here are a sample of some songs. First, Kaise kahe hum pyaar ne humko kya kya khel dikhaye from the film Sharmili, composed by S.D. Burman. Then there was Kashti ka khamoosh safar hai Shaam bhi hai tanhaai bhi from the film Girlfriend, composed by Hemant Kumar, followed by Koi hota jisko apna Hum apna kehlete yaaro from Mere Apne, composed by Salil Chaudhary. And then, Kuch to log kahenge Logon ka kaam hai kehna From Amar Prem, composed by R.D. Burman. And finally, Kya khabar, Kya pata, Kya khushi hai, Gham hai kya from Sahib, composed by Bappi Lahiri. There were many other songs equally relevant to my point, but I shall not go into them all. The singer was Kishore Kumar, a staunch and a true blue Bengali, even if he was born and raised outside of Bengal in a place called Khandwa in present-day Madhya Pradesh. And so are each of the composers whose songs I hummed just now. Even if, strictly speaking, the Burmans were from Tripura, a fact that doesn't alter the intent of this podcast in any way. So that is when it struck me and I gave myself the what might have been scenario. What would Hindi film music look like if we were to erase the entire contributions of Bengal and Bengalis from it? For a mind that is suffering the pains caused by this lockdown, pains of my own and pains of others, this hypothesis came as a welcome relief as a happy entry in the lockdown diaries if I ever wrote one. Now, I agree that this notion perhaps romanticizes Bengal and Bengalis far too much, but nowhere did the rules of the game state that romanticizing was not allowed. So here's what we do. Instead of painting a picture, we actually unpaint it. We try and erase elements from our imagery of Hindi film music and see what we are left with by the end of it. As a first step, I shall simply take some names from the very top of my head. Starting from the very initial days of the talkies, I'll go chronologically. I'll start with the names of composers. Pankaj Malik, Raichand Boral, Anil Biswas, K.C. De, S.D. Burman, Sal Chaudhary, Hemant Kumar, Kanu Roy, R.D. Burman, Bappi Lahiri, and more recently, Shantanu Moitra, Pritam Chakraborty, Jeet Kanguli. Now, moving on to the singers. We have Kanan Devi, Geeta Dutt, Manna De, Kishore Kumar, Amit Kumar, Aruti Mukherjee, Jolly Mukherjee, Kumar Sanu, Abhijit, Babul Supriyo, Shan, Shreya Ghoshal, 
Monali Thakur. And surely some more names that I'm missing out on. Add to it some more names who are not Bengali but have very strong Bengal connections either by birth or work or musical tutelage like KL Saigal, Khemchand Prakash, Talat Mehmood, Suman Kalyanpur, Muhammad Aziz, Alka Yagnik, Kavita Krishnamurti, and the current heartthrob Arijit Singh. And while at it, I'm choosing not to take names of music arrangers, instrumentalists, and artists from Bengal who assisted and played for many composers in Bombay. For example, the first non-Goan cellist in Hindi films was a Bengali by the name Basu Chakraborty, who also assisted R.D. Burman for a long time. So, have you taken a stock of these names? Do you think you'll be able to just permanently forget about them? To what extent do these names influence your love and passion for Hindi film music? And when you're done thinking, do see if the cookie is intact or if it is beginning to crumble already. Meanwhile, let's get done with the quantity before we move on to quality. So quantitatively speaking, what do these names account for? We are talking around 1500 films in all, give or take 100 between all the Bengali composers I listed, and around 15,000 songs in all, give or take 1000 between the singers I listed. For an industry which has grown over the years to produce over a thousand films each year and which has been having music in its films for close to 90 years now, these are not staggering numbers really. A quick example will put that into perspective. The composer duo of Lakshmikant Pyarelal alone has composed for more than 500 films which is basically one third of the work of all the Bengali composers put together. So. The truth is, as far as the numbers are concerned, Bengal's contribution to Hindi cinema seems rather, well, modest. Let us now try and do a qualitative evaluation. The part of this game that I'm dreading the most, but let's try. At the very beginning, we must go ahead and suspend the concept of playback singing in films, because it was introduced by Pankaj Malik and R.C. Boral of New Theatres for the film Dhoop Chhao back in 1935. Dhoop Chao was a remake of a Bengali film Bhagya Chakra and produced by New Theatres. The song was Main Khush Hona Chahu Khush Hona Saku, written by P. Sudarshan and sung by Suprava Sarkar, Parul Ghosh and the iconic blind singer of Bhakti Kirtans, Krishna Chandra De. As a concept, playback was Nitin Bose's idea who ran New Theatres. And it was the talent and genius of R.C. Boral and Pankaj Malik which changed this idea into reality. Films before Dhoop Chhao also had songs in them. For instance, the very first Talkie Alamara by Ardeshir Irani had seven songs in it. Or the film Shirin Farhad made by Jamshedji Madan was supposed to have had as many as 42 song sequences in it. But before Dhoop Chhao, songs in films entailed the actor singing the song live as the film was shot, which meant that the actor had to be a singer as well. Playback singing made it possible that the actor on screen did not have to be an accomplished singer as long as she could lip sync properly. And it also meant that singers need not come with acting skills as long as they knew how to emote to the mood of the song. Not that there weren't exceptions to this rule. There have been people who have both acted and sung in films. Some stronger actors than singers and some the other way around, like 
केएल साइगल केसी दे नूर जहां सुरैया किशोर कुमार सुलक्षणा पंडित कमला हासन एंड मोर रिसेंटली आयुष्मान खुराना दिलजीत दोसांज एंड सम मोर आई मे बी मिसिंग आउट ऑन बट एज यू सी द नंबर्स आर नॉट वेरी हाई and i'm purposely not including here actors who've dabbled in singing once or twice or singers who've tried to act occasionally so playback singing the very essence and basis of music in hindi films was the brainchild of two bengalis it is not to say that playback will not have been discovered by someone else later but what if it wasn't will there have been music in films as a rule or if it came eventually after some years will it have met with the same measure of success in any case cinema as a rule does not require songs in it films in the west don't have songs unless the film itself is a musical however as a concept songs have always been unique to films in the subcontinent and so essential and indispensable they are to the indian film that in the good old days it was the music of a film that often financed large parts of the film itself filmmakers would have an idea a theme a story and even the cast but often not the means to make a film they would then only produce its music and release it even before the film went into production and from the sales proceeds of the records they would generate the money to make the actual film so the music very often was the parent of the film even today the music launch of a film is a huge event and the songs of a film go viral on streaming platforms and the producers make pots of money out of it well before even the film releases it is then safe to say that the music in a film generates a decent part of the total revenue of the film and hence is also important to the business of making films anyway coming back to our topic the mavericks of new theater did not stop at inventing playback singing The very first arrangement of western orchestra with pianos and accordions was also done by them and they were also the ones who introduced the concepts of preludes and interludes which required that experts wrote notations and professionals arranged the orchestra Malik and Boral were also the first to bring the trio or the triad with three playback singers where the technique of one voice fading out and another fading in was used It was Boral who introduced the classical thumri in the film Street Singer in the year 1938. Many swear that Babul Mura Naihar Chhuto Hi Jaye by Kel Saigal is perhaps the best thumri ever sung in a Hindi film. Just checking. How's your picture looking now? And we haven't yet come to Anil Biswas, who's widely considered the grandfather of Indian film music. Anil Biswas not only continued the legacy of Malik and Boral he took it ahead by hugely improving on the use of classical semi-classical rag based compositions bhakti kirtans and above all the unique flavors of bengali music Anil Biswas is also credited for bringing the waltz into hindi films and perhaps most importantly the very first use of the ghazal in hindi films was also by Anil Biswas in the film Roti from 1942 that had six splendid ghazals by Begum Akhtar and if Malik Boral and Biswas were the founding engineers we had Sachin Dev Burman Hemant Kumar known as Hemant Mukhopadhyay in Bengal and Salil Chaudhary bringing in their rich legacy immense genius and fascinating sounds which set this machine into motion and what did these men bring with them folk music baul bhatiyali palkirgan bhav gayaki the classical tappa the rabindra sangeet 
and other techniques like minimalist orchestration, use of whistles, echoes, fusion of Western classical and Indian classical. Who could forget Itna na se tu from Chaya based on Mozart's 40th symphony. Superlative use of the chorus, especially to stir patriotic emotions in films like Kismet and Anandamat. The contributions these three men made to Hindi film music as composers is immeasurable. And one of them also contributed by fathering a son who would go on to revolutionize film music in India in ways the future generations of music lovers will find impossible to forget. But before that, it is very important to take some other names as well. There were some outstanding non-Bengali composers also in action during what we know as the golden years of Hindi film music. Husnlal Bhagatram, Hulam Haider, Sajjad Hussain, Naushad, Asen Tripathi, Vasant Desai, Hans Raj Bhel, Shankar Jaikishan, Madan Mohan, Khayyam, O.P. Nair, Kalyanji Ananji, Lakshmikant Pyarelal, Ravi, Roshan, the father of Rajesh and Rakesh Roshan, the grandfather of Hrithik Roshan, Sardar Malik, the father of Anu Malik, Chitragupt, the father of Anand Milind, C. Ramchandra, and several others. And if I began to take names of non-Bengali singers, I'd perhaps never be able to end this episode, so I won't even attempt that. The body and quality of work of these composers and singers is unforgettable. They are the enduring elements of our picture which we set out to unpaint at the start of our game. These people were essentially taking the legacy forward by bringing in their own talents, training and sounds. Taking the machine analogy further, these people helped the machine gain more speed and efficiency. But the man who came as the trail-blazing rocket fuel who single-handedly propelled Hindi film music to dizzying heights appeared unassumingly and almost meekly for the first time in the year 1961 for a rather forgettable film called Chote Nawab. His name was Rahul Dev Parman, or as the world came to know him, Pancham. He went on to make music for 291 more Hindi films until his death in 1994. No word, expression or statement I can use to admire this man can be original. Everything, and I mean everything, that can be conceivably stated in praise of him has already been done and far more capably than I ever could. The man who became the soul of Hindi film music in his afterlife, providing inspiration, livelihood and indescribable pleasures to future generations of composers, singers and listeners. The man who made you feel that there needn't have been another Bengali in the scene and yet this podcast would have been just as relevant in its theme. R.D. Burman, another product of Bengal. Many die-hard Hindi film music fans will insist that I have reached the point where I can conclusively rest my case and feel reassured that the point of this podcast has been made. But there are still people I haven't given the airtime they deserve or scenarios I haven't explored. Let us do so by asking some questions, most of which are rhetorical, but they are questions nonetheless. The idea is to merely create an effect. If playback singing never came, or even if it came years later, what would the Mangeshkar sisters have done? Perhaps become accomplished classical musicians? Or even if they had become playback singers, will they have explored their true depths? It is actually a bizarre thought, isn't it? 
if actors had to be good singers and singers had to be good actors, how would it have been to hear Dharmendra sing or watch Sonu Nigam act? If intricate music arrangement, vast orchestration, grand preludes or interludes weren't there, what would A.R. Rahman have spent his creative abilities on? If music never came and songs didn't have to be written, how would the larger world have known what Sahil Ludhyanvi or Shailendra or Gulzar were capable of? How would have Gurudat made Pyasa or Kagas Ke Phool? Or how would the music have been in most of Devanand's films? How would Guide or Jewel Thief have attained the status they did? How would Bimal Roy have made Dobi Ghazameen or Devdas or Bandini or Sujata or Madhumati? If not for that lilt in that magical voice of S.D. Burman, how would Ore Maji from Bandini or Vaha Kaun Hai Tera Musafir from Guide have sounded? If not for K.C. Dey, the first male playback singer of India, his nephew and disciple Manna Dey would perhaps have never become a singer and studied to become a barrister as his father wanted, or even a boxer as he was very fond of boxing. Would Gabbar Singh have seemed half as menacing if the soul-shuddering background music did not mark his entry into the film? How would Gulzar's magical words have found melodies in films like Parichai or Andhi or Khushbu or Kinara or Ghar or Ijazat? Who would have set Mera Kut Saman Tumhare Paas Pada Hai to tune? Are those easy phrases to set to tune? How will we have known that a twin track effect was possible in Hindi films as early as in the year 1967 if Kya Janu Sajan Hoti Hai Kya Gam Ki Sham from the film Baharon Ke Sapne hadn't been composed? Will the remix industry have had any reason to emerge at all if R.D. Burman wasn't there? How would bohemian parties or college festivals have felt complete without R.D. Burman songs? Will the iPhone X ad have seemed as cool as it was without that background music from R.D. Burman's film The Burning Train? This rhetoric on Pancham could be endless. Who would have brought the sounds of disco to Hindi films if Papi Lahiri didn't? On whose beats would Mithun Chakravarti, another Bengali by the way, have danced his way to ultimate glory? How would have Rajesh Khanna fared if there wasn't a Kishore Kumar? Will he have become the first superstar of Hindi films? Will we have known what superstardom was? In the 80s, when the older generation was too old to sing, or dead, or the new generation hadn't yet emerged, there was Muhammad Aziz who lent his voice to ordinary songs in obscure films, trying his best to elevate them from their mediocrity. What would 90s music have been like without Kumar Sanu and Alka Yagnik? Perhaps Udit Narayan or Sonu Nigam would have sung all of Sanu's songs and made several more pots of money. But will they have had the same effect? Kishore Kumar. I mean, even a hypothetical absence of that man is inconceivable. How else would have sundry days been spent by millions of his listeners drinking chai or smoking cigarettes and listening to him? In happiness and in sorrow, for laughter and for tears. His deep voice has been eternalized in all our consciousness. And his deep-seated influence. The need to ape him, the wish to sound like him, has inspired several generations of future singers in Hindi films. <laughs> oh Kishore, you beauty. 
you shall sing and we shall live we shall hear and you shall live the fact is we could keep going on and on and all this hypothesizing can be fun for a while but the truth is for any art to prosper and evolve it does not require practitioners of a certain kind culture region or class it just needs people who are quietly obsessed with it who are driven to create and are ambitious not for themselves but for their art to flourish and refine itself and above all people who know that they are just a great means to a greater end so bengal or no bengal bengalis or no bengalis if music in films was always destined to evolve as an independent and prominent art form it would have done so anyway even without them its dazzle may have been different but it will surely have dazzled but for foolish romantics like me who think that everything and everyone from bengal is infallible and indisputably great it conveniently turned out all very well so all you folks from bengal out there the next time someone accuses you of having an undeserving superiority complex just pass them the link to this podcast and drop the mic thanks for listening in and hope you enjoyed the show i will fail in my duty if i do not mention some of my key references and sources for the content of the show the britannica encyclopedia of hindi cinema edited by gulzar shoibal chatterjee and gobind dehlani the book romancing the song by manik premchand a wonderful article in the online silhouette magazine by antarananda mondol and piyush sharma on bengal's music and its influence in hindi cinema the hindi geet mala website which i have referred to for many years now for accurate information and many stories and anecdotes from researchers and aficionados learned and retained over the years i shall be back with another thing i went back to in the next podcast of the series until then this is kalyan signing off may all of us love and be loved sayonara modmad podcasts